And it's, well, it's not live. It is Thursday, though. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to me on demand on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on. Um, Listen, couldn't do live this morning. Not happening. Had to go to work, make those real nickels. This podcast just doesn't pay real bills. It is for fun. It is my opinion about sports, the events that go on in sports, and couldn't do it live. Had to go to work early. It is that time of year at my job to where I have to be there. No ifs, ands, doubts about it. Um, it is what it is, but I'm still going to do a podcast. It's just not live. Uh, it's on demand. So thank you for taking the time to download and listen to the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you to the Anchor app for distributing my podcast to the different platforms that podcasts can be listened to. And for all those different platforms, I get so many downloads. It's just been great for me so far in uh, the turn of 2020. Couldn't ask for anything better, uh, to be honest about the situation um there's so many different things that i want to talk about podcast 227 first i want to get into uh champions league uh recap that's the name of this podcast 227 champions league recap and then i'm going to get into the nfl pa and another thing um i received email and thank you for the email or the questions that i get on messenger that i actually did open and read um I got a question in regards to the situation at uh, the um, memorial for Kobe. Michael Jordan was amazing. Vanessa Bryant was amazing. Um, I did go back and watch it after this email or this message was sent to me. Um, but the question about from the message was about um, something Shaq said. I think it was on Inside the NBA on their Tuesday night broadcast in regards to the um, non-mention of his uh, mother and father and his sisters. I have literally no thoughts or anything that I can add to that. I don't know anything about that situation. What is my opinion about it? It's a family matter, whatever that situation is. Uh, Some things are just not made to be public, I think, in my opinion. Whatever was going on between the family and uh, Mrs. Bryant, that's between the family and Mrs. Bryant as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if Kobe was estranged from his parents. I know the reports say that he was. I don't know personally. Um, As someone who's been estranged from his parents or who's had uh, no contact with their parents, I'm talking about myself, that's a tough situation. That's really tough. Um, but as far for me, but as far as for Kobe, I can't really speak on that or or the situation that went on with him. I don't know. I know the reports out there. I saw the video regards to the different things that were said that he was estranged from his parents or the reason why he was, and you know that's unfortunate. Um, I do know this much. When it comes to a mother losing a child, I don't care if that child is in their forties. In their 20s, teenagers, or young people, or, or, or toddlers, or, or you know, just a young person. I don't. I, I know that mothers 
grieve the loss of their children. So to his mother, um, I don't, I think it's just a tough situation if they were estranged for her. The the grief that's on her heart probably has to be just really tough. And I think it's just truly inappropriate for people to want to comment on why they were not mentioned at the memorial or the situation that was going on between him and his parents. I just really think that's inappropriate. And, and just in my opinion, I don't know. I, I just know what you probably know um, to the person that sent that message. It was a video posted that for the reasons why I just, in my opinion, think it was inappropriate. And that's my comment. All right. Getting on to the Champions League. Let me get to that. My man City team. Big time win uh, against Real Madrid. That is huge. Real Madrid is a three-time, is a recent three-time uh, three-peat champion. Um, man City doing uh, Real's uh, run towards a three-peat lost in the semifinals to uh, Real Madrid. This is not a Real Madrid team that I thought, in my opinion, if you listen to this podcast, um, my previous podcast, when I gave my um, Champions League review for this match between Real Madrid and Man City, that was a team that even uh, they're they're not that same team. They're not that three-peat champion, but they're still formidable. Man City has is having a rough year. Defensively, that is the main problem. That's what happened on Real Madrid's first goal. They gave the ball away in the on in the midfield on Real's uh, Real Madrid's half of the field. Uh, Vinicius Junior delivered a beautiful pass in the box to Isco, who finished, and that gave Real Madrid the one nil lead. I said this. I would have rather seen Gareth Bale start that game. I was happy when. Uh, Zinedine, Zinedine Zidane made that substitute, uh, that substitution. That that just delighted me. I got to be honest with you because Vinicius Jr., the young Brazilian, he gave Cal Walker fits down the sideline. I mean, absolute fits. This kid, he plays like a Brazilian. He looks like the next young Brazilian superstar. Pace, skill, first touch ability. Um, he did blow it, though. Uh, when he had a chance to knock in that rebound after the Benzema head, header, but he didn't get it. But uh, absolutely beautiful delivery to Isco in the box. Um, that kid is going to be the real deal. So that's what he looks like so far. He's a young person. Man, um, he has that talent. He has that Brazilian flair. He's outstanding. His pace is unreal. And he gave Cal Walker, who is probably – one of the fastest players in the world's game of football, which we call soccer here in the United States, fits. I mean, he he just really, he made Kyle Walker's uh, game. He, he really, it was a long day for Kyle Walker against that kid. And when Gareth Bell came in, that uh, really gave me a sigh of relief because I was getting sick of that kid <laughs> running up and down. Um the sideline uh, on the outfield, uh, outside on the outside of the pitch against Kyle Walker because he was just giving him just just fits. 
Great substitution by Pep. Um, bringing in Raheem Sterling, recovering from um, hamstr- his uh, hamstring injury. He came in, provided a spark, got a penalty uh, late in that game to give Manchester, Manchester City the opportunity to go up 2-1. And Kevin De Bruyne, who played an outstanding game against one of the world's best defensive midfielders. Casemiro. I said the Casemiro and De Bruyne matchup would be key. I couldn't wait to see it, and it lived up to the hype. You got the world's best defensive midfielder going against one of the best playmakers in the midfield in all of world football in Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, I know he plays for my man. I root for Man City. He plays for, uh, and he's he's my guy. And I'm, and you may think I'm being biased, but you cannot deny the talent of Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne is legit. He is a very good footballer. And Casemiro is just, man, he makes life difficult. And that was a beautiful matchup. I think both of those young men de- deserve um, uh, a possibility of being man of the match, really, honestly. And it, not because of what Casemiro was able to do as far as uh, helping Real go forward. It's just his defense ability is just, it's, it's, I think it's unmatched in the world, if you ask me. Casemiro is legit. He he is a very good defensive midfielder, and he made Kevin De Bruyne's. You know he didn't give him an easy road. He made it difficult for him, but De Bruyne is just that doggone good. He he really is. And um, Man City got a huge win at Real. They got to finish it up. They got the second leg um, at the at the ad. I'm looking forward to that matchup. Also, it's just two one. Um, Man City's got those two away goals. Yes, that is very important. But I don't. I'm not counting Real Madrid out by a long shot. No, I think Real is going to be a tough opponent. They they really are. And they got the heart of a champion, um, as Rudy John um, Tomvanovic said, the heart of a champion. You know, so when you got that that heart of a champion, you 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 can't count the champion out until you knock them out. I know Sergio Romas. Ramos uh, will not be available because he got that red card late in the game against Gabriel Jesus. A um, little touchy for me, although I'm a Man City fan. A little touchy for me. I think it was kind of a dive on Gabriel Jesus's part a little bit also. But, hey, it it, it got it was a scoring chance, and he got clipped by Sergio Ramos. Ramos so that, uh, that, that always going to warrant a red card if you deny a scoring chance. So, I'm not confident, and I'm happy, but I'm not confident still with the with with the with the, with the second leg still coming up. Um, let me talk about what Byron did. Byron Munich did to uh, Chelsea. Um, the young American Alfonso Davies. He had an outstanding match. Outstanding match. Um, his pace. Um, just like I said, how Vinicius Junior was given. Manchester City, Manchester City fits. Uh, he was giving Chelsea fits. Now this is a young Chelsea side, and they're without some of their top players um, being available because of injury. And Bayern Munich. Oh man, bad news on Robert Lewandowski, uh, one of the better uh, finishers in the world's game of football. Um, he didn't. He, um, he's he, he's possibly out for the next uh, matchup in the second leg of their matchup between Chelsea and Bayern Munich. But anyway, during that game, um, again, back to Alfonso Davies, he played 
he just had an outstanding game. I'm I'm really proud to see these young Americans getting the opportunity at some of the top club teams in the world. Um, I hope that translates over to um, the U.S. men's national team. Um, I don't know about this current Olympics, as we all know. If you um, should follow the news, I hope you do. Uh, that, you know, there's a possibility that the um, summer games could be canceled because of the coronavirus. But anyway, back to the U.S. men's national team, not just for the Olympics, um, if, if or if if it's played or if it's not played. But in the future, the U.S. men's national team has a great chance um, to beat Mexico. I don't care about the world's game. I do care. I want to see them be competitive, but I want them to beat Mexico. I don't hate Mexicans, no, but I don't like the way when the U.S. men's national team goes up against Mexico and Mexico just punks the U.S. uh, men's national team in soccer. And I would like to see the U.S. men's national team be competitive. And I think with the possible with the team with young players like Alfonso Davies, uh, Dest, uh, Yeldon, um, of course Christian Pulisic. Weston McKinney, um, uh, Tyler Adams, some of these young guys that are getting chances on some of the best club teams in Europe, that should help the U.S. men's nationals team, I hope, be competitive in CONCACAF in North America, uh, um, I guess you could say soccer tournament. Um, the Gold Cup or whatever, or for World Cup qualifying, the team that they have to beat is Mexico. They should, okay, listen, with just the MLS players that they have, they can compete against Costa Rica, Honduras, Panama. Should be able to compete against Jamaica and Canada, not lose to Canada like they did earlier this uh, in two thousand, late in 2019. But to beat Mexico, they're going to need players that are playing top level football against the best competition and the best competition is in europe i love the mls i'm great i'm grateful that there is a part that we have a pro soccer league in the united states but it's not top level quality top level quality is over there in europe it's not in the mls and i'm grateful for the league it's just that it's not top level quality like a premier league La Liga, the Bundesliga, Syria, and of course the top league in France. So, gotta get our best players playing in those top leagues, just like how the Europeans did, and bringing their top players to play in the best basketball league in the world, the National Basketball Association. Speaking of the National Basketball Association, the Miami Heat dropped one again last night. Dropped another one. This time, Jimmy Butler made his return, and Miami still lost. This is the Miami team I feared coming out of the box. This was the Miami team I feared coming into the season. Um, just not enough, and they lost to the Timberwolves after leading late in that game. Yes, Derrick Jones Jr. made a great highlight play. All over the four-letter network sports center. But Miami still lost. And although they're 10 games up in the Southeastern Division, which will give them uh, the division, which they should hang on to win the division, Miami's been, Miami's been really inconsistent over the last couple of games. 
Now I'm looking at it in their in Miami's last five games, one win at home against Cleveland. Then they turned around in the back to back against Cleveland and lost at Cleveland. Then they turned. Then they played the Timberwolves at home last night and they lost after leading late in that ball game with Jimmy Butler returning. It's not looking good. It is not looking good. Although they're first in the Southeast Division, this is not a Miami team that can threaten the Bucks and maybe a a, a a Toronto team that's been steady and showing that they were just more than Kawhi Leonard or a Boston team that has a young Jason Tatum making his emergence onto the national platform as a possible superstar, not just an all-star, but making that uh, ascension to being a superstar. Now let's see how that works, though, when Kyle Walker gets back with Jason Tatum. That's going to be really interesting because see the ball's been in his hand when when uh, Kimball's not there. When Kimball Walker's not there, Jason Tatum's had the ball in his hand. They're going through Jason Tatum. They played the offense through Jason Tatum. Let's see how that works when Kimball comes back. Uh, it's just anyway. But also in the association, this Houston Rockets thing, yes, I get it. They're exciting. Everybody wants to put uh, – uh, I've, I've heard on a different – um, debate show the debate show sports shows of uh, do the Rockets have a chance to win the West? I'm gonna give you my opinion though, because the Rockets have a problem against the Lakers and they got a problem against the Clippers. They don't they don't have anybody that can stop Kawhi Leonard. See the, the Lakers and the Clippers got superstars. Paul George, I'm gonna knock him down a peg. He's not a superstar, but he's a very good player. And if he's healthy, he's a very he's a very good player. I don't think he's a superstar right now because of the injuries and the difficulties that he's had in during the course of this season. But they still got Kawhi Leonard. Don't talk about the, the Los Angeles Clippers. But the Los Angeles Lakers got two dudes. LeBron and A D. A D, there's no way PJ Tucker can guard A D. I know Russell Westbrook is doing his thing. And I got mad respect for Russell Westbrook for the way he plays. He plays very hard. And with the way they're playing this small ball lineup, it's allowing him to just pretty much have a lot of opportunity to get an open floor. It's a, and the bigs are not coming out on him because they're, they're scared he's going to drive by him. So they're giving him the outside shot. And he's knocking it down. Not the three-point shot, but he's knocking down the outside shot. I just don't think that when it turns uh, to April and May, when the money is on the line, that the Houston Rockets are really going to be a threat in the Western Conference. I think Denver could beat them just because of Jokic alone. Um, They don't have a matchup for Jokic. Um, Analytics, whatever be the situation in regards to uh, the Rockets and, you know, Whatever the analytics say, it is what it is. Yes, they put up 140 points against the Grizzlies. They have been playing well. Again, Russell Westbrook is on a tear um, since they've gone to this small ball this small ball lineup. But I don't think that translates to the to the playoffs. I just don't. That's just my opinion. And what I'm a little baffled by is that all these people that uh, I mean, that's in sports on these sports debate shows. Some of these guys been covering the NBA, and I'm like, you you know matchups in the NBA matter. You know matchups in the playoffs matter. You are you seriously giving the Rockets any chance 
to deal with the Lakers because of the simple fact they don't have anybody to match up with Anthony Davis. I don't care if they do throw double teams at him. They can't rebound against the Lakers. The Lakers are longer than them. I don't care if they just – is it LeBron and AD and Dan Green, A.B. Bradley, Carusco, or Kuzma, whoever else they put on the floor. It doesn't matter. The Rockets still going to have a rebounding issue. It's going to be the same thing against the Clippers. Still going to be a rebounding issue because that's what Montrez Harrell does. He cra- he's a he's an effort guy, and he's bigger than P.J. Tucker. He ain't the biggest guy in the world, but he's bigger than P.J. Tucker. And then you, even with Denver, Utah, and I know they've given Utah the last two games um, when they played a home and away type of uh, situation. Uh, uh, Utah won at the buzzer, and then uh, Dal- uh, uh, Houston came back and went to Utah and won the game. Yeah, but in a seven-game series, I think Utah still has an advantage because of Rudy Gobert. That's just my opinion. And I think I think if I did this show on a daily basis, I think I would probably have to re- instant react to a lot of the things that I see um, in regards to the NBA or sports, period. And maybe it's a good thing I don't do it on a daily basis. I do it three times. I do it three times in the course of a week and not on a daily basis, but – I, I can't overreact to the Houston Rockets in that small ball lineup because when it comes down to matchups, and that's what the NBA playoffs are, they lack on they they they're lacking on the interior with PJ Tucker and Jeff Green. I don't care which one of those dudes they play. Covington's nice; he's a nice perimeter defender. James Harden can score and draw fouls and dribble, 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 shoot. And Russell Westbrook can get the rebound and go coast to coast, or pull up at the pull up at the foul line and get a fifteen footer, or you know get the, or play in his mid range mid range game from the wing or whatever. But still, when it comes down to it, they can't rebound. They don't play defense. So I, I, when I watch these sports debate shows or these guys that's been covering the NBA, some of these dudes, you know, they, that's what they 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 made their, you know, they covered the NBA. They wrote about the NBA. And the, say the Rockets have a chance. I'm a little lost. Are we hype? Are they hyping the Rockets too much? I think they are. I, I just don't think the Rockets, you know, have a legit shot uh, when it gets down to matchups in the NBA. All right, the NFL, uh, CBA, the players are voting. We know what the owners proposed. The owners, the owners proposed a 17 game schedule. <laughs> um. Listen, for me, that's just too much. Football is a violent game. 16 games is enough. But they're gonna, the owners propose a 17-game schedule, 14 teams in the playoff, one less preseason game, one, one added regular season game. That's how it breaks down, basically. This will give, you know, and they're offering an opportunity to up the, the league. I think it's the league veteran minimum. So this helps guys that are not the Russell Wilsons, the J.J. Watts, the Tom Prady's, of course, Patrick Mahomes is getting ready to get paid. Uh, Dak Prescott probably is going to get franchise tagged. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of some big name guys who are going to get paid. They're going to get their money, but this helps the, the lower level. This is this 17 game schedule is supposed to is supposed to help the lower level guys. This is why the union is more than likely is going to approve and agree with a with a 17 game schedule. This is my take about that whole situation. I'm not uh, I, just strictly my take. If I'm a young guy, and I, and I they were they proposed a 17 game schedule. Football's already violent. 
you can you can lose your career on any play in the NFL. Um, the game is not the body's not meant for the violence of the NFL. I don't care how much armor they have or how much protective gear they have for them. The body's not meant to take all that punishment that they do in the NFL, especially in this day and age where the players are bigger, faster, stronger. Okay. We already know that the owners don't care about player safety. We get that. That is what it is. But the players to not take in consideration that especially for those lower level guys yeah you may get that lead they may get that veteran minimum up a little bit but the average NFL career according to reports is three to four years three to four years that's it not everybody gets a long career of a Jerry Rice a Dan Marino a Emmett especially an Emmett Smith that running back because running backs uh, shelf life is a lot shorter lot shorter um, think of some other guys. Walter Payton on his way to being coming, uh, becoming an all-time leading rusher. Uh, you don't get Lawrence Taylor. You don't get those. Everybody doesn't have these long careers. So raising the veteran minimum does nothing good. I don't think for guys who should be concentrating on getting a, getting uh, long-term long-term healthcare. I think that should be one of the things they should be considering. According to uh, those who are beat writers or reporting uh, on this uh, negotiation between the owners and the uh, NFL Players Association, long-term health care is not even proposed. That's what they should be concerned about. I would be concerned about my body. I'd be concerned about my health in a game that's so violent. If I was a young player, not the money, not the money. The money's not going to, you know, yes, the money will be nice. But if you don't have the health care and you have to go through all the things that come, all the problems, the surgeries, the possibility of uh, brain damage or problems that go on with so many players after they play, the, uh, play in the NFL, whether it's a three-year career, four-year career, or a long career, a lot of guys have issues. I don't agree with a 17 game schedule. It's just going to it's just going to dilute the product already. It's already diluted with all these doggone teams they got. So now you're going to add another game. The Jacksonville Jaguars opened the season with Nick Foles. And I'm just bringing up them as far as the quarterback situation. Nick Foles and then uh Minshew was the guy uh from the, the he was an older guy who played at uh, uh, Washington State, and he was one of their, and he became their starting quarterback at some point. There's already not enough quality players in this league, and one more game is going to open up the possibility of of injury, and we're going to get an even worse product from some of these squads or some of these teams than we've already seen. It's already it's, it's already not that great of a product. And now you're going to add one more game and the possibility of injury. 
and taking out a top-notch guy or taking out a top-notch quarterback in a quarterback-driven league. I just don't understand why this would be agreed by the NFL Players Association. And if it's all about raising the veteran minimum, I don't get it. I just don't. I don't need to see an extra game of football or that counts towards the regular season. That's all they're doing. It, it's, all this is is they're taking away one preseason game to add to get to give us one regular season to 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 one regular season game that's going to matter. So instead of four preseason games, you get three. Instead of sixteen regular season games, you get seventeen. Okay, one more extra week of football. One ex, one more extra week of of of, of uh, regular season football, and then instead of two teams getting a a, a bye. Uh, in the playoffs, in the NFL playoffs, only one team, the top team, is going to, is the only team that's going to get a bye. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't agree with this stance and this uh, possibility that this could happen at the as soon as the 2021 season. Just don't agree. Just my opinion. And that's all it is. And that's all this podcast is. It's just my opinion. I want to thank you guys so much. For taking the time to download and listen to the show. I'm sorry to my live listeners again. Real money's going to always trump <laughs> this, uh, this podcast. And hey, mandatory got to go in one, uh, early. We won't have the opportunity to do the 7 a.m. live. Um, that was today. Monday would be a different story. But again, next week, that could be a possibility uh, next Thursday that I'll be doing an on demand um, podcast. Again, if you hear it on demand or whatever platform you listen to this podcast, please like, subscribe, or follow the podcast. Also, please go on Twitter and Instagram. Follow this podcast at WWS underscore underscore sports show. And also on Facebook, just type in the search menu. We'll take all sports. It'll take you to uh, my Facebook page and hit the like button. I close the show the same way every single time, no matter what day of the week it is. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I will holler. Be safe. Be easy. Spring is just around the corner, and now's a great time to get in the driver's seat of that new John Deere you've been dreaming of when you shopped with your neighbors at SunSouth. Whether you're cutting, disking, planting, or harvesting, Think SunSouth, where you'll find the quality John Deere equipment to meet your needs, affordably priced to save you time and money, like the fast and efficient John Deere Z915E zero-turn mower as low as $109 a month. And if you need to tackle larger jobs, think SunSouth for the John Deere 3025E package, including tractor, trailer, loader, box blade, and rotary cutter for as low as $285 a month with 0% financing available. Come see how easy it is to own a John Deere when you visit SunSouth. For a full line of affordable John Deere equipment to get your outdoor jobs done faster and more efficiently, think SunSouth for those that do. Pricing plus taxes and fees, financing with approved credit. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Expires March 7, 2020.